I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yeah, it's got a high-res 120 hertz display. Plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine. A new kind of Chromebook. Gentlemen, start your If you're looking for a crash course in excitement, welcome to Super Sprint for playing your Nintendo. Oh, my gosh, Link shot in the lead. Watch out! Someone's going to oil pad! The yellow fellow's in a world of hurt! He's out of control! The leader's just raised the stakes. He's at a turbo! Oh, what a finish! Super Sprint, only from Tengen. It's not for Sunday drivers, okay? Available at Farmore and the Electronics Boutique. <laughs> oh, electronics boutique. Did somebody blow an oil pan? Yeah, yeah, they blew an oil pan. Look out. All right. Good afternoon and welcome to Play Retro. It is Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. This is episode 52. I'm Scott Johnson, and uh, I'm one of your hosts here. And I think I broke a super sprint steering wheel back in high school once. The arcade guy just shrugged, and I left. Just in time to get back to fifth period math class. <laughs> and I'm your other host, Brian Dunaway. And I think someone sacrificed a duck on my final lap of super off-road. There. There it is again. I got to get out of here. I need more nitro. Uh-huh. Oh, hi, sexy bikini ladies. Yeah, I can stay a while. I can stay forever. Oh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. I see what you did. That's great. <laughs> Dude, that thing was annoying, the sound that game made. Super I, annoying. It's, it's one of those things that's incredibly annoying, super off-road, the final lap uh, horn, which sounds nothing like a horn, but it's also ingrained in my brain, and it will never leave. Well, ever, ever, ever. good. That's ever. the way it should be after you've uh, offended it, so I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, you, hey, broke uh, a, you broke a wheel? What a turd. Yeah, what a turd. I did, actually. So we were, my buddy Mark and I, uh, Mark Larson and I used to go. Yeah. For lunch, because there was a mall near school. So we would go to this mall and our thinking was, well, we'll grab pizza or something, but then we'll play a couple of games. And it always went longer than we meant to always put more quarters in there than we meant to. So it was like this and Marble Madness and about three or four others that were just our go tos. And we were always late back to school, like by a period or two. Oh, 
And oh my, my god, or two. Yeah, my grades sucked Holy as cow. a result. It was no a bad g- year. But man, I was so into yeah. it. I didn't. I didn't care. I didn't care. Yeah, I don't care. I don't. Anyway, care. I was right, swinging well, that thing. So school. I was swinging that. Or, you know, because the way the super sprint worked, they had a four player one, and it had four yeah. steering wheels attached to it. So you would go around this thing, and literally you'd spin them because that's how the game worked with tight turns. You would spin it, yeah. and then spin the other way. And I think I just—I'm sure I, I didn't start the breakage, but I think I finished it, and it just fell right. off. Kind of went, it just rolled right off. Yeah, I look over at the guy, and he just kind of shook his head, and I left. So he's like, "Happens every day. Yeah, every day I got fix that damn Every effing day, you kids come up in here and get back to fifth period. Every day." All right, I got a recommendation for people here at the top of the show uh, before we get to our main topic, and that is this. If you like retro games, and you probably do if you're listening to this show, then uh, you need to check out uh, this game, Dave the Diver, which is now available on Steam. Uh, It's currently in early access, although it feels finished. I don't know what's actually not done. I guess there's some story they're still working on. But it's uh, this weird game where you're Dave, a middle-aged dude with a goatee, and you dive for stuff, fish, and other bits but while you're in there the reason you're getting fish is because you go diving during the day uh, until you run out of oxygen and then you go back (laughs) you go back to your your sushi restaurant at night and you load that place up with all this fresh fish you found out of what they call the mysterious blue hole because this place you're you're diving changes every time you go in there aka you know it's like procedurally generated but the way the game conceits it it's like this magic place where you can find all this weird fish Anyway, you collect all these fish, uh, you upgrade your equipment, go lower, deeper, get bigger fish, uh, your harpoon becomes stronger, all that kind of stuff. And then you go back to this restaurant and then you run it like a, a little mini game restaurant. You open for dinner and then you run around helping serve stuff and you got a, a chef back there chopping up stuff and making sushi and you got a guy helping him and I hired two waiters and then me. And we're just running around and I'm filling people's weird little Asian teas and giving them sushi. And by the end of it, you get a star rating and a bunch of cash. And then you go do it again. And during all of this, there's some story stuff, but it's kind of chore core. But it's such a fun loop. I'm completely addicted to it. Cannot wait for people to get their hands on Dave the Diver. What's it called again? Dave the Diver. Dave the Diver. Can we dive it? Yeah. Yes, yes we we can, says Dave. Anyway, just a little recommendation. It's very, uh, it's a weird mix of. 2d and 3d uh some of the environments are still pixelated but 3d somehow okay and some of the fish are like that too your character is a little 2d sprite but super well animated and all that and just this combination of different effects and stuff combined with the 2d it's just a really cool thing and it plays great on Mm. steam deck i just want to throw that out there uh it's fantastic dave the diver I am down with Dave the Diver. He is added to my wish list, and as soon as I get off here, I'm going to go. I'm going to try to look at it. Real well, quick. and currently, uh, overwhelmingly positive reviews across the board on this thing, and nice. it deserves it. It's that good. All right, Brian, what did you do this week? You had some fun stuff going on, right? Well, when I was trying, okay, so this I did a lot of racing, top-down racing, arcade uh, stuff this week, and I realized uh, something really quick. Um, the joystick and my controller are not sufficient uh, uh, for doing these stupid games. Okay, <laughs> because I'm trying to steer, 
and it's not the same, man. Like you said, you'd, you'd spin the wheel because those uh, those machines were, were had had spinners, but then they had steering wheels on the outs attached to them, yeah. and so that's how those games were meant to be played. And uh, so I really ran into a lot of problems. So I said, surely there's a solution here. I can at least get a spinner knob for my Atari Fight Stick that I have over here. And I found something. It's called. Uh, I found it first. I went to Micro Center and I saw 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 some GRS spinners. And I'm like, what the hell is a GRS spinner? Apparently, it's a place with called Game Room Solutions or something. And they were bought by somebody else or they merged with somebody. Anyway, they're still making them. So I picked up a spinner and a big giant metal wheel. If you've never seen those big metal wheels, uh, steering wheels they have, they're just that. They're wow. just metal wheels with like some uh some like you know some plastic or rubber on the outside of them. They're cold and heavy and just plain but so much fun to spin. They, mm. they spin really well. Uh so I I got that on the way and I also ordered something. I've been working on a project uh, called uh, Game Boy Interceptor. Did you see my email? Oh, yeah, I saw this? this. This is great. Tell people what this is because it seems rad. Okay, there should be a Game Boy Interceptor, I think is the name of the website or something like that. Anyway, this guy about three weeks ago came online. He's like, hey, I designed a thing. And I'm like, cool, let me see what you got. So he designed a thing. Uh, it's called the Game Boy Interceptor, and it is something that you plug. And I got one right here. I ordered these. Oh, let me these, see yours. Uh, Hold on. I ordered these PCBs offline uh, to his specifications, uh, JLC PCB. I ordered them to, to specification like he said, yeah. Uh, and I put all the little chips on there, and it's on the little board, and I've got a little soldering to do later on. But what this thing does is you plug this in between your Game Boy and your cart, and it does this, like it says, it's an interceptor. Uh, on a, a USB-C adapter, which you hook to a computer oh, uh, that's got some software, badass. and it captures... Your input. So uh, when you make a move on your Game Boy, it uh, emulates that onto the software, which is emulating the game, and that input goes into there. So you can you can play online and stream uh, the the game through your your emulation on your PC, but you're controlling it using your Game Boy Interceptor. So this guy's super wicked smart. Not only but, that, uh, the he, thing looks like one to one, man. It looks great. It is. It looks fantastic. So the guy is playing The Legend of Zelda right now, Link's Awakening. So I've, like I said, ordered some of these. But the thing is, when you order something like this, since it's, uh, it's, uh, two, it's, it's custom ordered, essentially, they're like, if you order two, it's like $80. If you order 10, it's like $180. So mm -hmm. they're only like 18 bucks a piece at that point in time. So that's what I did. I ordered that many. So as soon as I get everything figured out on this stuff, we may be giving a few of these away uh, on stream. Uh, so why not? Because it was going to be like almost forty dollars. So he's three D printing right now. He's three three D printing the uh, the little case that goes. So is it you have to do you have to three D print them, or do you get them yes. printed? Okay, you're going to do. Yeah, it. I well, I could. He has a place where you can uh, just have them. There's plenty of three D places online where you can have them uh, right. printed already. Right, and you had you know choice too. And I ordered these uh, these from the. Uh, JLC PCB. When I order it from, you can choose just to order the components and you can solder all the stuff yourself, or you can uh, give them design specifications and they'll put all that stuff right there on, on it for you. That's so amazing. I went the easy route. That's really cool. I, I think I, it's way cool yeah. and I can't wait to give it a try. Do you think Nintendo's uh, weird about this, this stuff at all? Do you think they get freaky? I was worried they might be. So I, I like, I, I saw it. Uh, somebody sent me a link. I think it might have been by Andre Andreas. Remember Andreas? Yeah. Uh, I, I think he might have sent me the link like, 
like 16 hours after the guy posted the video. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, and I was like, oh, that looks cool. I'd try that sometime. I'm like, wait a minute. Nintendo is extremely litigious. They're going to take all this crap down. So I like got on the internet immediately and ordered all the stuff. Uh, so yeah, I wouldn't, I wasn't waiting for Nintendo to make their move. No, sir. Ray. Well, don't sit around waiting for them. They ain't going to do it. No, uh, I think this is cool, and I can't wait to see what you come up with it uh, from it. I think that's rad. I've heard of uh, other right. stuff for like, uh, oh, not Game Boys, but uh, other devices. Like I can't remember what it was for. Maybe it was a GBA or something. Because Nintendo, right. uh, famously, the, their devices are just hard as shit to like, you know, show reverse off. engineer and yeah. And if it didn't have yeah, an HDMI point and- or HDMI port, then you kind of like can't use traditional things like uh, what yeah. are they called the capture th- devices and stuff. So there's no real good solutions. It sounds like this guy smart enough to figure yeah. this shite out, and he did it. Yeah. Like I said, it's really what it, all it really is doing. It's just intercepting uh, the data in the game uh, coming through and sending that to your emulation software so that the emulation software can you know, synchronize with it and then capturing the input uh, as it comes back through. So it's smart. It's smart because it's, 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 I guess it's literally literally dumping the ROM as, as well into the emulation. So... Um, oh, that's cool. That's awesome. So you can do ROM dumps this way as well. I don't know if you can do ROM dumps or not, but it, potentially you probably could. I'm I'll sure, bet you could. Why not? It's, it's literally yeah. intercepting the, the code. Why wouldn't it do it? Yep, yep, yep. That's cool. So. I hope Nintendo doesn't get weird. And like so I said, that's the reason why I jumped on it. And I was like, I could just do two. And I was like, it's only like $80 for two. And I, that's all I really need, just me and maybe a buddy. And I was like, wait a minute. Nintendo's going to crack down on this crap. I better get it now. Yep. Well, go to theirautobee.com. Sorry, there.ada.b is where you're looking. Right. That's a dot b right. domain. Uh, and there's a whole there's a whole history of the whole damn thing. Yeah. All it's right. amazing. This the guy is he just he just lays everything out. He takes he even got like uh on his YouTube uh, video, I believe, uh he even has it where you can click on links and it'll add stuff to your cart and he he steps you all the way through the cart. So it's very complicated. If you've ever done any PCB design online. Uh, it can get it can get complicated. It can get weird, uh, man. The specification, get yeah, real, get weird, weird so. real quick. Yes. All right. Well, let's get weird on top-down single-screen arcade games uh, that are racing games. How about that, guys? Shall we play a game? All righty. Let's take but a look wait, here. Did you did you uh, did you uh, adjust for all my uh, my my add-ons to the to to the filters of what we're re- reviewing this week? Oh yeah. No, look. <laughs> We have some we have some issues. Like when you're talking just straight top down single screen, it turns yeah. out people get confused because they think you mean a lot of third person stuff. They think you mean all sorts of things. And right. what we're talking about, like Super Sprint, which we showed it in our little intro video here, right here. This is a screenshot of uh, some game playing Super Sprint. Um, that's a that's a locked screen. Doesn't go anywhere. Uh, doesn't move with the players. You are literally driving around them. Like a little diorama sort of thing. Yeah, there is there is no scrolling. No, and it is it is either top down or isometric. But you know, for the most part, it's not it's not like uh, behind the car or anything like that. No, so, you're thinking. Yeah. You know, if you're thinking like Ridge Racer, this is not that. Right. Uh, this, this is not that. This is uh, something much different. And what I'm showing on screen right now is a little bit of this. Oh, that sound! Do you hear that? Oh, Are you playing some Atari. That'll give you a ground note. Okay, so that sound right there is very old. This is for Sprint 2 
from 1976. Yeah. I was uh, five five years old, Brian. How old were you? Uh, 76. I would have been four. Was I, was I four? Is that right? You'd have been yeah, four. four. You're a couple years behind what? me. Yeah. So we were just little wee children and we... uh, when this would have happened. So 78 was in the arcade. I guess it's, it's, the, it's a little confusing, though. Sprint 1 and Sprint 2, uh, they're almost indistinguishable. Right. When I look at them, uh, most games you have like some big jump and some reason why there's a sequel. No, nah, not these, man. These are. But you know, this is not a sequel. I didn't know this until like today. Right. When I was reading something. I was today was... years old when I learned this today. Yeah, this I was today years old when I learned that Sprint 2 came first uh, in 1976 and then Sprint 1 came later. The designation of the two in one was not which in the series it was it was how many players so sprint two which came first had two players and then sprint one later in 78 only had a single player right and then there was two then there was four and then there was eight and you might say did they just skip a bunch of freaking (laughs) number like what is this like final fantasy coming to america and they f up the numbers or something no right this was we didn't think of think of it in the 70s nobody knew what games were let alone sequels right yeah so this was their way of saying how many people could play it so literally sprint two was two people and four was four people eight was eight people (laughs) it wasn't sequels per per se it wasn't sequels i got so confused with that and in eight, Scott. Oh my God! Eight people around a weird. Did you get a? Uh, did you find like an image of it? Because it was, yeah, it was kind of awesome. hard to find. Yeah, but uh, there was. Uh, there's there's eight steering wheels. People. Yeah. There's like it's like it looks like it's a it's, it's a cocktail type, but you're standing at it, and I think there's like uh, there's literally two on each. There's two on each side of a of a of a cocktail. Closest and, I could get wow. to is this one with two, but imagine this, but with four crammed in there, and they curve a little yeah. bit in the front on the four one. I can't find the picture right. forth. But these are wild. I would kill to have this dev- this machine, even just the two a, wheel machine. I would love to have that. The two wheel machine is cool. So that's that sprint too. The one that came out first. It's yeah. got a. It's got one of those spinners. So if you've ever seen a spinner for an arcade game, like especially for Pong, and it's just two little knobs, and you and you turn them back and forth, and you know they're free spinning. They just you know there's no there's no friction or anything. And you, just, and you spin them really, mm-hmm. really really fast. All they did was they took a steering wheel and put that. On the little spinner knob, yep. and they said this it is how great. we're going to interface with this thing. It worked great. It made yep. no sense, like because you would, you could literally go around a corner. The way you would turn is not just oh, I better turn a little. It was yeah. like spin your wheel, <laughs> and your car would kind of and cur- curve around the thing. But the fun was in the spinning, and I don't know how they ever tuned yeah. that to be not too much or not too little. You know. It's, it's, it's wild because I think it, I, that's what I was thinking, too, because I think it's the acceleration. I think they must have already figured that out, because if you spin it really fast, it doesn't necessarily go one to one. It just keeps reading that you're spinning. Uh, and yeah. as long as it's going in that direction, it'll keep spinning in that direction that you're spinning. In. Yeah. And then you uh, grab yeah, you it to stop too. it. You just grab it. And, yeah. it goes, and then you, yeah. you're no longer turning. Uh, basically, I, is how that works. So I posted a link. If you look at the very bottom, there's a YouTube video of the video of Sprint 8 at the arcade. I don't know if you see that one. Oh, I missed it. That, Let's see this. Box. Uh, but, oh, I, didn't, uh, I didn't see this. Let's take a look. But it's fun because I, I watched a little bit of that, and I noticed that people were trying to, modern people, more modern people were trying to steer it oh like it was Lord. a resistance wheel. Dude. Look at that. Cocktail stand-ups. Got your acceleration. There's there's two wheels on each side of the square. It's set deep, inset deep uh, into a, a cocktail table. It's just wild looking. And that one's got the color screen, which I think yeah. the ROM supported 
later on, but yeah. it wasn't by default. It was uh, just black and white. So this is a fully functional, you know, uh, original. Do you know this video? I mean, this is twelve years it, ago, yeah. so I don't know if it's still yeah, yeah. Or... This is twelve. This is twelve years ago, but yeah, this was a fully functional arc. This was a, a machine in a in, in an arcade somewhere. Damn. Right. I remember this thing. I remember seeing this in an arcade and being blown away by it. And this was around the time my dad my dad got into the arcade business. This was right. definitely on the table as in terms of one that we would have in an arcade. They were really expensive. They'd have to be. They're outrageously large too. He was, but he I want to play one. He was at the time I think you were paying up five five grand or up on one of these. Maybe oh, more. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they were expensive. But look at how many how many how many token slots, how many quarter slots is that, man? That's eight quarter slots. You're yeah. taking in two bucks uh, if you can get if you can get a whole crowd in there, that's two bucks coming. Yeah, or you do fifty uh, I guess they weren't doing fifty cents back then, but you could could change it yeah you uh, see that old guy there if you if we're watching the video if you want we'll post this somewhere where the uh, everybody can see it but the uh the older guys are kind of like spinning it and some of the other people are like trying to actually steer it like you would with a resistance type uh force yeah. feedback steering wheel like you have today plus this also had had straight drive so you you'd have to shift gears you had four gears you could shift into which i by the time i really started playing race games I would always choose to not do that because I was just a kid and I didn't know how to drive no stick. <laughs> right. No, I never did stick in the arcade unless I had to. Um, right. It's still to this day. Although with a real car, I love driving stick. Love it. Yeah. I don't trust it with video games for some reason. I don't know why. Whoever whoever is driving right now in the in the video that you're showing, yeah. I can almost guarantee you they are not using a steering wheel because they're doing exactly what I do, which is run into everything, which is what happens when you use like an analog stick or a D-pad. Mm-hmm. You, you just can't make those fine adjustments that a, that a spinner knob can. Well, good news, dude, because I know of a game that came along not long after this. Well, a little bit after this. I shouldn't say not long. It definitely came out later. Uh, while I was in high school, this thing ate my quarters like it was on fire. It's the very one I talked about at the top of the show. Here's how that sounded. Drop that coin. I know, right? That was a, that Atari sound system is so powerful. Okay, now notice this in your ear. The driving's only in your left ear. But listen to this. Yeah. Oh, all ears. Like, sorry to those at home who are feeling the lefty business going on there, but that's for some reason this game left channeled all the car audio. Yeah. And then the slipping sound and the crash into walls sound and the hitting of oil and all that, that's all in uh, in the right ear. Actually, both ears. Um, right. For whatever reason, left ear only for all the driving, which is funky. Um, it and the it music- messed with me, too, because I, I thought it was something wrong with my setup at first. And I was like, wait a minute, because I had my headphones on. Yeah. And I was like, nope, nope, this is uh, some audio weirdness. And these sounds are burned into my soul right here, which is the coin Got sound. the coin. And I know a lot right. of Atari games actually use that sound. But man, I associated with this game, and that puts me, that takes me back to 86 and sets me down right there in front of that monitor. Yeah. Like, that's Do you have the thing where you pick up the wrench? Because I love the wrench sound when you I pick think up that's the wrench this for one right here, right? Yes. Dude, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a wild sound. That's just like, I don't know what to say. It's like nostalgia boiled down into a noise. Oh, it's so good. I don't know what it is supposed to even mean, but I, don't I love it. It would just, it was, it just like climbed up your, uh, climbed up your spine and said, "How's it going? You want to yep. get another wrench? You yep. know you do." Yep. And this game was all about flipping that wheel as hard as you could. Like I said, I broke one. Well, I, I think I did. <laughs> uh, and it was awesome. Uh, this is 
an amazing game. Uh, gosh, what do I even say about it? Um, I, well, there's some things that I never knew. Uh, I, I remember playing this, but I don't remember the tornado. But there was always a tornado floating around, and if yeah. you got hit the tornado, you'd spin out. That was one of the big. Uh, that was one of the big challenges in these sprint games is the spin out. Yeah. In the first, the first are the sprint two and and the whatever versions they are. Uh, you would you would hit an oil slick and you would spin, or if another car ran into you, you would spin. But with the with the CPU, no, no still no. But then it no. continues on a super sprint and champion sprint, which I never played, but it's supposed to be just, just more. Like it's sprint. more stuff. It's a little more intense, uh, faster. Me right. and my me and my buddy Mark didn't. I don't. My memory is we didn't like the newer stuff. The 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 right. sequels. I think they were felt like they were just artificially pumped up on speed, which just made them harder. Which right. just meant more quarters got eaten. So it felt like a cheap. A little bit of a cheap trick, but uh, I absolutely loved it. We're looking right now. There's a photo up of the three-wheeled version, and they made a couple of versions yes. of this cabinet. One was like this, where it was, it was stand-up, and you had the screen sort of you know facing you. There was also one a little bit more like the, the 70s one, where it was three players still, maybe even four, I don't remember, but the, but the, the screen was down. Like, it's right. not sit down, but you'd look, look down on it when you, when you right, stood over right. it. And uh, man, the time I spent playing that shit. Yeah, just yeah. I usually saw the three players of most of the games we saw uh, this past week, which would be the three steering wheels. You stand next to somebody, and it was usually just like that. That would that, these are one of the games that were usually just hop in, you play, you don't talk to anybody because you got to be paying such close attention to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the first time I had seen a, a race game where you upgraded. And it may be the first time, but it was the first time I remember seeing where you upgraded your car uh, in between. So you would pick up cash uh, while, while you're racing the tracks. Yeah, there'd just be and cash then, laying on the ground, by the way. That's yeah, just cash laying on the ground, which totally makes sense. It's a sprint race. That's what you see. You yeah. just, real sprint races are like that. Uh, you know, you knock somebody and their their wallet falls out and you just run by and pick it up. Yeah. Uh, and golden wrenches, you find those too. Uh but yeah, I, I, I upgrading your equipment in your car. It felt progressive. It, did. it felt like because yeah. you, you could you could progress literally. That's there weren't we were a lot of games here. that were doing that yet. This was new in that regard. Right. And I also just there's nothing quite like the feeling of spinning that wheel to make a turn. It you can't replicate <laughs> yeah. it on a gamepad. You just can't do it. No, um, it's playable. Like I played this today and it was fine. Yeah. Uh, but it's not what I want. <laughs> what I want is that yeah. wheel spin, which makes sense that you, because you're Brian Dunaway, and you, of course, go run yeah. out and buy a wheel. That's what you do. Duh. Yeah. I sit here. It was just, only $80 for the nice little spinner knob and the steering wheel. I mean, oh, was that how all? could I resist? Yeah. Well, I, I kind of debated about it first. I was like, well, first of all, all these games this week, really hard to uh, get a hold of. The ROM sets and stuff, I was having trouble, because usually I use the FB Neo built into... Uh, the retro arch, uh, which it's got some standalone too, but I had a lot of trouble finding the ROM sets that contained any of these games. Mm-hmm. I played Sprint one and two on my Mister FPGA. I played Super Sprint. I think I played it. Uh, I think I had to get a ROM. I think I had a Mame current uh, ROM for that one. I located on archive.org, but it wasn't easy. Uh, and I also found uh, a couple other ones that were like uh, Mame two thousand three Midway. Uh, Mame, so it was. It was tough. It was tough time this week finding those ports, and I wonder if it's not because a lot of people are just like, eh. If you don't have the steering wheel, what's the point of really emulating this? And it's just not top of anybody's list to uh, 
to to port over, I guess, or get the rip the ROM and mm-hmm. have it running proper and everything else. So yeah, I really liked it. I really liked the Super Sprint. Uh, I was. I only played just a little bit. The game we're going to talk about next is the one I played the crap out of. Yeah, that one is a lot for a lot of people. That's true. But Super Sprint, if I could, here's what I'd do. I would get a wall size. I don't know how big it'd be. Still do four by three or whatever the ratio was, but do a giant screen of this. But still the 2D Super Sprint, right? And then a couple of little pedestals that you stand up to with wheels and sticks on. Yes. Just set that up for me and me and whoever wants to play. If I would look. Rich people, you're all boring as shit. You go to parties and you buy 30 cars. Who gives a poop? Do stuff like this. This is yeah. what you want to be doing with your time. That's what I would do. I want the whole wall just full of super sprint Damn and uh, like 30 steering wheels for us to all just stand around. And it's, I love this one. And I love it. Was, this is was 1986. And of course, we all know Atari has great art. And the opening screen for this game is beautiful. If you've never yeah, seen it, so if, nice. if nothing else, go look look that up because it's just a beautiful pixel art of a of a of a car, a sprint car. It's one of my favorite uh, eras for for uh, for Atari in the in the yeah. arcades, the home stuff. I could give less poops about at that point, but right, but the arcade stuff, just great sound, amazing graphics for its time. I love little bitty cars on a little bitty track. It, because that's what I was trying to figure out what was uh, attracting me to these games, and it really is. It's a translation of of uh, what I would what a lot of us do. I right? got our little mini little Hot Wheels cars, and we like to run them around and mm-hmm. you know on the floor. And you, that's that's kind of the position you have. You're you're top down. You're in God mode with these little cars, and you're yeah. driving around and racing them. And this is just a continuation of that, right? Yeah, and I and form. I and I miss it. Like when a new car, when a new game does this, I get excited and I I buy it because. Right, I think it's a it's a cool, you know, it's like it's like, it's like Diablo versus racing. it's like Diablo versus like Skyrim. I understand the value of being first person and all this immersion and and this whole new perspective, but there's something special about pull that camera up and look down and see more stuff yeah. and and you know feel like you you are running a toy almost. Yeah, I yeah. miss that. There's a couple of games in VR that I've I've discovered that I like really like those experiences because it's it's cool to be like to immerse yourself into a first person kind of position in VR, but it's also a lot of fun, you know, kind of being in a God mode where you kind of like yeah. picking up little, little characters and moving yeah. stuff around that, Agreed. that really, that's why that I like really that, that, that Demio game is so much fun that way. It feels like you're picking up pieces and, you know, right. in a little miniature space and all of that. Moss is also like that. Says mm-hmm. the chat and the race yep. is correct. Anyway, uh, it's all good, but this is where people really spent their money, and you probably don't know the full title, everybody. You think you do, but you put a quarter in and went like this. Oh, maybe that was Sprint, but this is what happened. It's probably safe. Look at those bikini ladies. This is uh, Super Off-Road, was what people would know it by, but you probably didn't notice or read that on the side of the thing, it's Ivan Iron Man Stewart's Super Off-Road. Nobody cared about that crap. I just called it Super Off-Road. I never even knew it was called Ivan Iron Man Stewart. And I know if you're a big fan truck rally racing of of that era, you probably are like... This is the this the Iron Man is like okay whatever settle down mm-hmm. yeah settle down I know well look I I'm with you in that I I really like this game and I really love off road rally type stuff to this right. day these I, I will buy those kinds of games oh this guy knows about the cheat through the mountain there that's great 
He really um, does. Yeah, there's a real cheat in that that board. Anyway, it is just an evolution yeah. of this. It's set in a lot of dirt with a bunch of jumps, very you know like stadium stuff. And your cars felt your trucks rather felt floppy and and skiddy and kind of had a weird physics to everything that's not super realistic but very fun and intense and uh this is this is top level business when it comes down to top you know top down racer stuff i really really like it a lot it it really it really changed the game because instead of what we had seen up until this point was all these cars on these flat tracks um so it was you know just it was just going circles but here we had to actually uh, look out for you know how the terrain uh, bumps the car and how we have to adjust to it so you're instead of spinning the wheel you're doing a lot of micro adjustments that forced you into it yeah and, and lots of cheater paths like if you know them um, oh yes you rip right through these cheater paths and you'll end up winning the game although the ai kind of cheated in this game it always pissed me off a little bit didn't love it <laughs> Uh, right now he is totally stuck. This is a bad day for Red Car. Oh boy! Look at now that. which which uh, which AI driver was was giving you the most problems because uh, that blue car. So this is a three. It was only maxed out at the arcade. You could only play a maximum of three players. Yep. Even though there were four trucks, that uh, fourth truck was actually supposed to be driven by Iron Man Ivan Stewart himself. That that white trucker, whoever that dude color. is, by the way, I've never even heard of him until this game. So yeah, he's he's a real uh, truck race. Uh, Some, somebody you know, somewhere is going to be like Scott. That's sacred ground. He's the best there ever was. I, no, I believe I know. you. I just don't know. I, I don't know. Who they did is. a little. I did a little deeper dive into this game, and uh, the developer was working on this as a buggy race game, and uh, happened to run across. Uh, Ivan Iron Man Stewart, uh, I think at a restaurant, and they got discussing things. And next thing you know, they make a little little contract deal and everything. But I'm with you. I don't know. I didn't finish digging deep into the story, but I don't really remember seeing much about Ivan Iron Man Stewart. So I don't know if they kind of like like kind of moved away from that a little bit uh, as they went move forward to try to keep the name or whatnot. I'm not sure if there was like a limited license or something maybe he had yeah, or yeah. what the agreement was, but. Definitely I don't remember much at all about that. I don't either. That's a world I'm not familiar with, but I respect. I, I like the sport um, a right. lot. And I really like off-road video games more than I like street racing because the road is the boss. And I love yes. feeling like I don't have really great control. I feel like I kind of have to wing some of my control to, <laughs> to beat the game. And this game had that for the first time yeah. for me. I never felt a game quite like it. And I got hooked yeah. on it. But same thing with those steering wheels. Whipping them around grabbing them to stop them when you want to stop and then you got another turn coming up spinning them again it was yes. great great feeling no no shifting because who has time for shifting in these games so we're not we're not doing sprint shifting we're doing uh acceleration and taking your foot off the pedal and steering uh and this was uh john morgan's second game uh that you may not be able to find much about this game at all he did a game in the 87 called Redline Racer, which was nothing but a super sprint clone. Yeah. Um, and it was it was like the, the beginnings of what this would be. Uh, and but they took it to the next level. They started they they got, you know, nitrous involved uh, and, you know, a lot more pickups, a lot more things to adjust springs. Uh, you know, your shocks and things really affect how your uh, truck handles. All those physics really were tweaked just a little bit. Uh, as you as you finish race, you finish first. Uh, you would we win a, you know win so much money, uh, and you could continue forward and you upgrade your truck and you would keep progressing and playing through the tracks. Uh, which I think there's four tracks 
or how many? I, I forget how many tracks they are. Usually, the first four tracks all I know. I think it's, it's f- uh, four. They may have added some later on other boards or something. They, they they definitely did. There was a track pack later on that added yeah. uh, even more tracks. Um, by the way, I'm no good at figure eight tracks. That one that I think is like the third <laughs> or fourth map. Yeah, I always if if it's got a center, <laughs> if it's got a centerpiece in that eight, I am and the cars are crossing over. Any type of crossroad section, I'm always going to screw up and I'm always going to lose. It makes me so frustrated. Yeah, not only that, though, uh, that game didn't have this. Well, they didn't have OSHA gates everywhere the way that Super Sprint right. did. This thing had <laughs> big open totally holes. You over. Yeah, you go flying off into the other part of the track you're not supposed to be in. You're just hosed. You got to go find your way right. back. Drove me crazy a little bit, actually. But a uh, lot of fun, a lot of freedom. Very cool game. What? So, so some of the other drivers, by the way, um, if, if you, you could play single player, which mm-hmm. was not as much fun, it's still, no. it was still fun. It's all right. Uh, but if you, if you played uh, iron, Ivan Stewart was always racing against you. He was always AI, but you also had some people, I don't know, maybe these names mean something to you. Uh, but the red truck, if you weren't driving it, it was driven by madman, Sam Powell, oh, Lord. the yellow truck mm-hmm. is driven by hurricane Earl Stratton <laughs> and the blue and the blue truck yeah. is driven by jamming. John Morgan, the developer of the game. So, is it jamming John? Uh, jamming John Morgan is uh, just like pounding beers. Oh wait, that's not John Morgan. Yeah, Cap- yeah. Well, who's Captain Morgan? Isn't he John Morgan? That's right. That sounds. Is, is he? I can't remember. John. Yeah, I that remember. sounds right. I Captain can't remember. Morgan, John Morgan. Yeah. Chat will have to tell us. I anyway. didn't dig into any ports on this game. I did, dude. Genesis. Until- Genesis was like, hey, what if we had bikini ladies like the arcade? And Nintendo's like, what if we don't? <laughs> What if we treat women with respect? Yeah. I loved it. What Nintendo don't. Don't. Yeah. Genesis. This is the Genocide only one that I do. did. Yeah. Yeah. These are the only, this is the only one that I did get into the ports. The rest of them, I did not get into the ports. But this one, it is off-roads almost always fun on every one of the ports I saw, except for the Game Boy. That was a little bit tedious because it's not the fixed screen like we like we had talked about. Yeah. It actually scrolls. Yeah, and it's very choppy. slow and laggy, but man, the Genesis version. Genesis, we, we've talked about it before. Genesis is really good at anything that needs quick and fast yep. uh, sprite animations, and that's what we needed here for the Super Off-Road. You know, it's funny. Nintendo's the the still- console did kind of have, quote-unquote, blast processing. They just weren't honest about what it's called or how it worked. Yeah, what it actually was yeah right it, it was just, a thing it was a rendering technique or technology or whatever their chip right. did it better than nintendo's did but it was too technical to tell people in advertising <laughs> so they just said ah call it blast processing and off it's go. blast freaking process but is always the super nes uh one out with the uh with the audio they they always did yeah they always uh, did but but the genesis had a little better color palette in my opinion uh and they did have the spirit which was it's funny because the arcade version was like almost somewhere in the neutral zone of uh, being, you know, sexy bikini ladies. And Nintendo was very conservative. Mm-hmm. And then Genesis was like, yeah, arcade. But what if these ladies were really stacked? You know? <laughs> yep. No, you're right. It's funny how how they uh, the Genesis yeah. is, is Genesis is um, I don't know. That was their thing. Right. It's like that's ah, yeah. my little brother's console on the NES or the or this anything Nintendo. I'm playing on the cool one where the boobs are bigger. You know, when their boobs are bigger, bigger boobs. Oh um, man! But right. 
that I, I, I loved collecting more nitrous in the arcade game. You started out with 10 nitros. One of the things I did not like about some of these ports, some of these ports, since I, since you were using a console instead of pumping quarters in, which by the way, you pump quarters into the, uh, super off road yeah. at the arcade, you would get some nitro and, and some, you know, some money to spend. Yeah. It was pay at to home, win. It was pay to win, yeah, dude. It's pay to win. At home, you would have no nitros. You'd have to collect them as you started. And I'm like, oh, come on, man. I like, yeah. I like to no, be that's able true. to blow. Because they're yeah. not trying like, to get your quarters. You already paid them your 49 bucks. Yeah, you already paid them 40 bucks. Let's make it hard. That's right. Uh, they, Jerks. I wouldn't mind playing that game right now. That's the one I spent the least amount of time with. Again, this the lack of steering wheel really made these a little hard. They uh, did. You had to play too. these with a, you know, just a regular old. If you're on the NES, which had a version. That game's uh, okay with it. That that one's not bad. Yeah, it's not, it's not bad. bad. It's okay. Yeah, none. Of, I don't think. I think the one that was closest to arcade perfect was maybe the Amiga five hundred, which I peaked a little bit. Mm-hmm. All of them had different tracks as far as audio tracks go. They also had different tracks sometimes as racing goes. Yep. Um, <laughs> but uh, I realized well, Sam, when I said it. Uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> I mean, the, but the Amiga 500 seemed like I played this for a couple of minutes, and that one seemed to be the most genuine, almost arcade-perfect experience. Yeah. But if you want to play this today, then you might be better off emulating the PS2 Midway uh, Arcade Treasure 3, I believe, which mm. has several race games on it, including uh, the Super Off-Road. It is arcade-perfect. Is the How's the control, though? You just analog stick it and... Analog stick, okay. which is a little bit better than a D-pad, but yeah, a little bit. not by much. Not much. And, a little bit. And there's a steering wheel uh, available for the PS2, so I guess you probably could do that, too. I don't know if it interfaces It doesn't spin-spin, spin, spin, little... though, is my only problem with it. I'll bet it works, but the it doesn't do the whole... It's not a spinner knob, right? No. I wonder if they ever made a PS2 spinner knob. I, I doubt wonder. it. They were all yeah, making I locked wonder. ones. They do them like real cars, I think, in that era. Right. I mean, I could be wrong, but it feels like... Right, I see something. I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out. Disc not spinning. That's something totally different, people. Disc not spinning. Don't spin your disc. All right. Uh, Then they got all Mad Max on me, and when you put a quarter in this machine, (laughs) uh, you got all kinds of stuff. Actually, so this game is called Badlands. Is this the one, or am I on the wrong one? Yes, it is Badlands. Never heard of it until this past week, and oh my God, I have some memory of this, some limited memory. But it's basically Mad Max Sprint, basically, right? Yeah, it's a re-theme of Super Sprint. It's it's this Super Sprint, but in a post-apocalyptic world with Mad Max-style stuff with uh, upgrades that include missiles because now you can have some real combat. You You don't have to run the guy off the road. You can blow him up. Yep. Yep, but it was the same game, really. It was just more like, hey, how about that plus these things, which I am not going to complain about. I like this kind of shit. Um, and I remember seeing one of these in an arcade, but I never played it. And, I never uh, played it, but this was the most... I, I had... This was after Super Off-Road, which was just more nostalgia. Just playing this for the first time, it was so satisfying blowing up other cars if you didn't know this and i think it didn't super sprint too it did do it in super sprint too um you'd have damage for your cars and if you if you blew up run into the walls enough times uh which i did you would get a hel- helicopter come pick you up yeah as as you do yeah, let me come pick you, you up sure. and so same here but when you blow people up uh a helicopter comes and picks them up 
Yeah. But man, I something about the about you know the setting, all these these isometric top down uh, dystopian looking. You know, we got lava running on one side. This this hit all of the buttons of the stuff that I like. There's gates that they had in Sprint. I don't remember. Uh, Super Sprint had those gates. Sometimes we had like a little shortcut gate. Yep. Yep. Uh, and you have to time it just right because it only opens for so long. Yeah. That can, in that this case, it has here. two of them: a shortcut gate and a spike gate. And if the spikes go up, you're dead. Yes. If you uh, if you hit the gate, or if you hit it too soon, you'll get hurt. If you go through the, yeah. the red gate, you'll be okay. If you hit it, because it just barriers you, but it slows you down. I mean, it's really yeah. just sprint with a few of those. It's super tropes sprint with in there. some with some, but the, I I I want the okay. pixel art. Is oh my god because super sprint it's pretty basic <laughs> yeah i mean the tracks are pretty basic there's not much to look at it's you know it's just it's just some square little pixel cars racing around this one has like flames coming out of the back of your vehicles as you're as you're taking off and you know there's right now they're in some kind of uh shanty town where you know people are living in tents mm-hmm. i I this this takes the next level for me. I, I, I like, like it too. Yeah, I would. They never made a console version of this, like Genesis or something, right? That never happened. As as I, I don't believe so. I, I but I do believe this one just just came so late. It was just overlooked. Yeah. A lot of people didn't see it, including myself. Uh, and I really hate that I missed it because it is it is super freaking fun. Skits in the chat reminds us that the 360 and PS3 uh, both had a Midway collection that, in the Correct. 360s case or an Xbox's case, is I, still playable on your. Under newer hardware, so oh, that's true. Yeah. I, I did, I did say this to PS2, but you're right. If you go to, I, I've been always mean to give a shout out to this place. It's called PriceCharting.com. So if you're trying to buy retro games that are real stuff, mm-hmm. uh, you can go to PriceCharting.com. If you go there, the Midway Treasure, they do have one for the GameCube, uh, the Midway Treasure Arcade Treasure Three. They got it for the GameCube. They got it for the PlayStation Two and the Xbox. The Xbox being the cheapest. If you want that, uh, just want to get it loose. Yeah, want to get it loose, Scott. You want to like get loose. I want to get loose all the time. Eight box, eight eight bucks, or you can get it complete in box, box for like thirteen. Oh, it's um, not bad. It's not bad. But yeah, but I think it's a really good deal for the PlayStation Two, and the way it's set up, I, th- I it just looks really good for the PlayStation Two. I did just, I did just show my favoritism didn't i you did I a little bit ps2 is a cool I console did. i did i'm sorry i apologize for that price nothing, charting nothing wrong with the ps2 that's a great console right highest selling console <laughs> in the history of the medium still right no one still, sold yeah. more than ps2s including sony's own products they just uh they had a real they had a real banger with the ps2 yeah they did it worked uh although maybe the ds beat it but that's a handheld maybe it's a different category i don't know i can't remember right Anyway, moving on. Let's talk now about another guy's na- name I never heard of, but I had heard of the game. Danny Sullivan's Indie Heat, <laughs> which indie uh, heat. it's just when he, he's a little horny for Indiana Jones, and uh, they yeah, call yeah, it Indie yeah. Heat. Anyway. No t- and, and Jones is like, no time for uh, love, uh, Danny Sullivan. Danny Sullivan. No time for love. Here's some sound from that. Prepare to race. Prepare to race. Let's this part. Oh, only the champion gets a bikini lady in this one, by the way. Oh, Not only one, the two, winner gets three. a bikini lady? Oh. Yeah, yeah, only the only the number one person gets the bikini lady. Oh, here's that. Here's some racing sound here. Wait, I didn't hear it. Beep, beep, I think he said. Beep, beep. They do a lot of little dumb uh, word things in it. Uh, but this is about the time where uh, they're starting to figure out how to put voice modulation in your chips. And uh, so this yeah. game featured a little bit of that. 
Nothing too. This is a continuation but... from the same developers who gave us the uh, the super off road. Is you know is is pretty. It's pretty okay. I don't like it because I shouldn't say I don't like it. Uh, of these, it's not my favorite for just one simple reason, which is they didn't really do anything to make it to stand out from Sprint from Super Sprint. Right. Um, I think the tracks are meant to look a little bit more like the camera's lowered. It's a little bit more like truth isometric. It has a pit system. Yeah. Uh, the pit system's okay. It's a little annoying. I always find pit systems annoying because you got to wait for your car to get fixed. But if you don't use it, your car gets really <laughs> slow and shitty. Um, it's just I didn't like the pit system until I discovered uh, the the uh, the, de- the destructive part of the pit system. Mm. I I was racing uh, and I didn't notice, but I, I had to pit, and the yellow car was coming out, and I bumped into the yellow car, and he ran over one of his pit crew, and there was a yellow spot, a yellow blob Ew. spot on the ground, like little leftover guts I, from the guy. yeah leftover guts, and at that point in time, I tried to do it every time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I also liked it when a a wins. Listen to this. Hold on, yeah. I gotta play this. Uh, or when you win, let's see. And the winner is. Hey, hey, hey! All right, what I love about yes. that is because they have this sped up. And the winner is. And then a, yeah. a, a. It's whatever letters you put in. Yeah, I'll it would read you your initials that you that you keyed in. A lot of these would uh, that started with super off road. I think I, they had you uh, put in your initials and your birth date for some weir- weird reason. I'm like, no thanks. Yeah. I don't. I'm not. I don't feel comfortable sharing that with you, Ivan. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. The the tracks are a little more basic. They're flat. Well, they're they're oval, and they have a little bit of a raise on mm-hmm. in some parts. Yeah, like this but one's it's, just a simple difficult. oval, but they have others that are a little bit more you know super sprinty. Yeah. But you're right about the uh, about the the lower angle, which uh, gets kind of difficult in in some of these because you do go underneath uh, bridges and different things, and sometimes you can't even see your car, and yeah. that that breaks it a little bit. A little bit. I can see what they were trying for, and it's kind of I kind of respect it, but yeah, it didn't quite. More work. laps, I think, too. I think you take like most of these tracks take like six or eight laps, I believe, as opposed to the four laps you would see in something like Super Off Road or. Uh, and then sprint. Well, they still haven't beat out the king win. of voice voice acting in old video right. games. So until they do this, until they're that good, they or win. even this good, <laughs> forget it. Did, forget it. Did you capture the audio for the on the on the? Oh uh, no, I didn't do it, but I bet I could see <sighs> some here. Um, hold on, let's see. If you've never heard the want, you always think something's going wrong at first. Like, is that it? That right there. <laughs> No, no, no. Oh, when you're, when you're doing your final lap, when you get the when the when you get the final lap flag, yeah, on uh, Stewart Super Super Off Road. Let's see. Oh, is it Super Off Road? Not this Danny Sullivan. Yeah, that's business. right. No, no, not that. No, no. Super uh, Off Road. No. Well, Let me see, see if I can find it. I can't find it. Is it? Final it's not actually a duck, porn. is it? What is it? I don't know. It sounds like it to me, but it cracks me up t- every time. Let me well, see you know what they tell you. They say this. if it quacks like a duck, then it's a duck. Is that what they right. say? <laughs> That's exactly what they say. Yeah. I'm going to find the stupid wave file. I'm going to send it to you. All right, you do that. You do that. Yeah. While you do that, I'm going to mention a couple others that just deserve a mention. You mentioned Redline Racers, Super Sprint Clone, but it was okay. And the off-road guy made it, so he had a you know he had work to do. Uh, Bump and Jump, which is not single screen, but tons of fun. I recommend it. Yeah. And a lot of you Love did it. as well, so you wanted us to mention it. Demolition Derby, uh, 1984. Not a racer, but also a lot of recommendations. Uh, Hot Rod, also an arcade game, not single screen. This was a Sega game. 
And then the one that got the most recommendations from from my angle, like the most people talking to me, was RC Pro-Am 1988 for the NES. This is not a Mm -hmm. single screen game either, but a lot of people recommend it. It was made by Rare Software, who rarely made anything bad, um, right up until they were sold. (laughs) Uh, They did real good. So anyway, RC Pro-Am, worth playing now. Like today, good game still. Very good. Uh, I wish they would maybe remaster one like that or something. I don't, they probably won't. Uh, then there was a lot of eight bit and 16 bit controller or sorry, console and computer ports. Uh, these were not arcade perfect, like you mentioned, but they got there eh, here and there. They got, they did. Okay. Um, the one that you're probably thinking to yourself, Scott, why have you guys not mentioned, uh, micro machines, any of the micro machines. Right. And there's a reason there's a reason we're, we're doing we a whole, we're doing a whole episode about them. Okay. Yeah. Not tomorrow or not next week, but soon, sometime. Yeah, we're, we're talking. Can't wait because I love those games. Oh my gosh, I love them so much. Especially the Super Nint- Nintendo. Nintendo. Jeez, what am I? Twelve. In- Nintendo. We <laughs> don't have an N in our name. It's Nintendo. <laughs> that and the PlayStation game I played to death, and um, I, I want to talk more about them. Micro Machines are awesome. Yeah. Uh, anyway, there you go. That's your look at these things. Go to your arcade. Get in and uh, drive. You because know? that, unless you're crazy like me, that's going to be your best chance for a good experience in emulating these things is going to an arcade somewhere that still has one of these up. Uh, if you find like like one of those all day arcades where they, you know you pay one price and go in and you play a yeah. bunch of uh, you pay some new stuff and a lot of old stuff, you might be get lucky and, and find that out there. Yeah, we got a bunch of them here uh, locally. They're called Nickelcades, and yes. you literally play with real nickels. Um, right. And, but you pay a cover fee. It's like two fifty or something. It's cheap. And then you go right. in there and then you go just plunk as many of the, and they give you a, a ton of nickels and you just go spend them. And I want to say the one in Midvale for those who are locals, the one in Midvale near the fashion place mall, I'm pretty sure that one has a super sprint with the wheels in there. Ooh. I'm pretty sure I, I cannot be a hundred percent sure, but I think that's there. I believe. Um, and we're doing that thing in Vegas again this year in April. And I and we're doing that arcade thing again, and I'm pretty sure they've got at least one or two wheel based racers. Man, if you found like an A player one, oh dude, that would make me happy. That would give you hairy growth. That would give me the hairy growth. That's right. Okay, let's move on. We got uh, we got to do this now. This is our guess our game segment. Destroy it. <laughs> it's where we both take audio from an old game, we play it, and we try to see if each other are smart enough to figure it out. We do give hints, though, and I will start with mine. Um, this is a late. <laughs> Nobody looks at 07 and says, ooh, retro. Okay, I understand that. Right. But it's a Game Boy Advance game, and that had been around for a long time by then. Yeah. And we do count GBA here and there, so I think I can be forgiven on this. But 2007, GBA, here's your audio. Choplifter 2000. No, no choplifter involved. I can promise you that. Uh, and I'll tell you, okay, so another hint is, oh, geez, my wife showed up with things. She must have heard about your bowl comment you made during the pre-show. <laughs> yeah, they brought me another bowl. This one's full of food. Um <laughs> It, the other hint I would give you is it's based on a very popular comic book property that is also a very popular uh, uh, cartoon, and they made movies. And okay, 
here's more audio. And I was surprised how much I liked it. I think the, the, the pixel art's really good, and I ended up sitting there playing for longer than I expected. That's the other hand. It's not much better. Well, I'm not hearing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay, what are you hearing? Or maybe I'm hearing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I don't know, are you? What do you? Well, hearing? I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of the year because they did that whole reboot thing again, like in the Nickelodeon. Is the Nickelodeon version was that 2006, something like was that? that? The cartoon, the one with uh, Patrick Stewart was in it, or something. Oh, I liked that animated version. It was good. But I'm thinking this of a movie. Is, uh, so I don't Teenage know. Mutant Ninja Turtles Advanced. Uh, let's take a look and see if you're correct. Technically, you're not correct with the name, but you're close enough. It's TNMT. Or TMNT. Sorry, I've got the N in the end. There you go. Yeah, right. I was saying, wait, what are those initials? That's kind of knockoff? And it's a side scrolling beat em up thing, but it's single player. I may have had a multiplayer. Right. I don't know. But the single player game is a really good looking game. Yeah. And I was surprised how much I liked it. I really had fun with I it. I think I've played this one before. I It, it definitely sounds familiar. It was good. Dude, the GBA continues to be my favorite console ever. I it is. It, it. it blows my mind every time that I emulate it because when you emulate a Game Boy Advance game on a computer, mm-hmm. it is like, wow. Uh, I was doing myself a disservice by playing it on the little Game Boy Advanced screen. Oh, yeah. You got to blow the uh, shit up and look at it big, man. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they, really, they really went overkill with a lot of these games. These games were, were uh, better... Than the display they were being put on. A hundred percent, they were better than anything. Yeah. I mean, the Super Nintendo versions of games. I I always make sure to play the GBA ports of them because right. they're always the best versions of those games. Weirdly enough, they have a better aspect ratio mm-hmm. as well. I get a wider screen for it. And yeah. also, what's the other thing I like? Um, uh, I forgot what it was. Uh, it, oh, they, they run quickly and it, it's they're they're real responsive. Yeah, they also the game they play. also took old games Thanks. like uh, that Kirby game for the NES and remade it for the GBA. Right, such a good game, an amazing library. Freaking game. love it. Uh, all right, let's do Brian's. What's my hints? What do I get? Uh, you're on the. I went a little older, uh, twenty years to be exact. On the, but we're still in, we're still playing with Nintendo. Okay. We're still playing with power. Let's play with power. Uh, from yeah, from nineteen eighty seven. All right, it is the Nintendo. All right, here we go. Oh, wow. Oh, I know. Okay. Is this ghosts, ghosts, and ghouls? No, that I got. I can hear that. Okay, hold on. Oh, this is so familiar. It's Kid Icarus. Oh, that's a good guess, but I'm gonna say no. Ice climbers. Um, no, not ice climbers. <laughs> I didn't think about it. <laughs> I uh, give me another hint. Side scroller. Uh, I assume a side scroller. They all were back then. Um, sorta. Yeah, you could say you could say side scroller. Yeah, sure. I could. Yeah, you could say side scroller. Um, I don't. I, I don't know. Uh, it it came on a little blue cartridge you stick in the front of the machine. 
in the little gray, gray little gray uh, cartridge. Yeah, just in little. the front of the machine, in front of the NES. Yeah, you, sli- you, you would load into the front of the sl- slot loaded. Aren't they NES. always that? You always did that. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a cartridge. You could you could also blow on the uh, on the uh, the pins if you wanted to. Is to clear it, clean it. Okay, so that's yeah, unique. exclusively to this NES game from nineteen eighty six. Yeah, very exclusive. Um, Metroid, not first Metroid, maybe. No, no, not up. not a Metroid. I give up. No, I have no idea. I give up. Yeah. How about how about the chat room got it earlier? Look at uh, look at uh, Tyan eighty three said Jaws. Jaws, what? Jaws gets also got it as well. It is. Jaws. Is it good? And I, how is Jaws? Uh, it is side scrolling, underwater, uh, <laughs> swimming, attacking, that kind of thing. So, yeah. are you the shark? You're the shark. Uh, I no, I don't believe so. You you play the uh, you're you're the you're the man. Am I um uh what's his name? Uh, we got to get a bigger boat. That guy. Yeah, you got you got You got to get a bigger boat. You're a scuba diver. That's all I know. I don't know if it's um, or who? What character are you supposed to be playing? I haven't played it in a while. Are you so playing, that's a good uh, question. I don't know the story behind it. Who's the br- gruff dude that it's, gets eaten in the end? Um, he's the James Bond villain. Keith, not Keith. He has like single name. Karachi. Kirby. Quint. 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 There you go. Good job. Karachi. Karachi. I don't know where that came from. All right. Well, well done. You stumped me. Nice job. You did it. Yeah. And the funny thing is, if I had left in like three seconds from the top of that video, there's no doubt you would have got it because, I mean, they played the Jaws theme at oh, the top, and deep, I mean, deep, it's just definitive, deep, deep. super yeah. easy. I could see that. All right, let's get yeah. to these right here. Welcome to the Treasure Room. All right, this is a text. We got a text here to read today. Oh. Uh, this is our little feedback section, 801-471-0462. You can also leave us voicemails. I encourage it. I'd be happy to play them here. A lot of people don't know you can do that there, but you can. You can also send us these texts. Here's one from Ye Old Fan. Oh, Ye Old. Oh, how's it going, Ye Old? Yep. He says, good day, fellows. I uh, It is whispered in the shadows that ye shall once again be discussing racing games. So I must pen a message extolling the virtues of RC Pro-Am AM. Oh, Pro-Am, sorry. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sadly, this gem is not not arcade in nature, but remains constrained right. to ye old NES. Uh, even so, it would be remiss to not mention it. May you dapper chaps always be retro. <laughs> Sincerely, ye old fan. I like that because of how we wrote it, which is why I used it. Otherwise, yes, we did talk about that game today. A little yeah, bit. and that's and a lot of people, like you had said, had said uh, RC Pro-Am. Because once again, I had to, I think last week we said like, top-down arcade racers and i think where by her was top-down racers yep. and we started getting a whole bunch of recommendations which were fantastic and i did not notice so many people passionate about top-down racers in general but we got a lot of console recommendations so we're about to we're gonna have to revisit this but in a different in a different angle probably uh, but yeah a lot of passion for mm-hmm. top-down racers. oh yeah I'm yeah surprised. and this game in particular people are freaking out about yeah it. yeah which is great. Love it. I want to play more of it as well. Again, that number is 801-471-0462, or you can send us an email at playretroshow at gmail.com. Our next discussion, finally, finally, we're talking about Earthworm Jim, the entire series. But not just that. We're talking about Earthworm Jim, its creation, Dave Perry, who turns out to be kind of a ding-dong these days. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> likes that guy. 
There, there's uh, been a roller coaster ride from Earthworm been. Jim. Yep, but Earthworm Jim 1, 2, and 3D. Uh, there's also yeah. one called Earthworm Jim Menace to and sorry Menace to the Galaxy kind of rapper style. Menace I never to. played that one. I'm kind of interested in. It. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this one. Yeah, I'm curious as well. I'm a little surprised that game never saw any kind of recent resurgence uh, or remake or something. Right. I just thought it would. I thought there'd be more from Earthworm Jim, and we'll talk about maybe why. But uh, that original 16-bit era uh, Earthworm Jim business that's on the very next Play Retro. Very excited yeah. about that. I do want to mention some new patrons this week, and the reason that I would like to uh, really focus on them is the following. These are people who signed up in the wake of me saying, hey, if you sign up this week between now and next week, I'll send you the Kirby wearing pants stickers. Here's one here, chat. Or Whoops, there we go. Uh, Kirby wearing pants die cut sticker. Some art I did a while ago. These can be yours and put on your desktop, your notebook, or wherever you would put that your stickers. Kirby, how is Kirby wearing pants? I mean, it's weird that he's got pants on, I admit. I love uh, it. So if you want Kirby wearing pants, I said, hey, the next handful of people that sign up are going to get it. And they did. So the following that people are getting on the back of my car. JP is getting one. Steven Nguyen. Nguyen. Christopher Ray and Nate Vanilla Warford. Ooh, I like fancy, that hyphenated. Fa- fancy name. Nathaniel. Nathaniel Bonilla Warford. Uh, they are all going to get these in the mail with a couple of little items they're going to stick in there, and uh, they'll have that just for nothing, for just being cool. And if you are already a patron, you already know the great benefits of being there. No commercials ever, pre-show content every week, and many, many more reasons. Go read all about them at patreon.com slash playretro. Brian, I think that's going to do it for us. I think we got it. You got anything else you want to say or mention? You play a lot of these games at night, right? Tell people about it. Yeah, 6 p.m. Eastern time, usually Monday through Friday and any night that I'm not doing the Play Retro Show. Don't expect me to be at two places at once, but I do that as well on the weekend. Twitch.tv forward slash Brian Dunaway. I'll be playing some Earthworm Gem this yeah, week. Come by and tell me your favorite Earthworm Gem game or just your favorite Earthworm Gem story and how I touched you. Don't yeah, do it. And how Dave Perry is um, a jerk. All right, that'll do it for us. Thank you all very much for being here. We'll be back next week. Go play something retro. We'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. The Electronics Boutique. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.